Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben, hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under-11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching at the grassroots level. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review. These really help us to grow the show and get out to other listeners in their in their searches. And Ben, we have actually got another Golazzo. Awesome. Thank you very much, Steve. Steve says, Goletta, Goletta, another entertaining podcast, informative and entertaining. So good he said entertaining twice. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> that, was, that was that was pretty good. Ah, thanks, mate. You were really rolling the tongues rolling there. The tongue. <laughs> I had an image in my head of like, um, oh, who was I thinking of? Like Hamish McTavish, some 80-year-old bloke in a sporran and all this sort of saying it. I don't know where I got that image from. What was the guy with the string vest? Rabsi Nesbitt. Rabsi Nesbitt. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably what I was thinking of. <laughs> I've got pleased with that actually. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So uh so yeah if you want to hear us embarrass ourselves and uh try and guess your accent then uh then fire in a review and it just uh it's a bit of fun. But we will keep score. So for you Scottish, <laughs> I'm having a point. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I hope I from Glasgow, I'm having two points. <laughs> yeah. Even at that point, well, yeah, go, yeah. no, that, there's a different dialect in Glasgow. That's not how I speak in Glasgow. That was Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's within a, a 50 mile radius of the accent, then uh, I think we'll be happy yeah. with that. that that'll, that'll be yeah, one that'll point. <laughs> <laughs> So Ben, how's it been going? Oh, well, I've had a, I've had a bit of a day today um, in our game. So I'm going to I'm going to preempt it by just talking about something briefly that happened last year in a game we were playing. All right. We were, we were, we were playing this this uh, this team and I think at the time I think we were 2-1 up, I think. And we and we scored a goal. Uh, I think it looped over the keeper. It was one of those it sort of hit the ground and hit the roof of the net. Um, and I think the ball came back out because of the trajectory of the ball, whatever. It was the most blatant goal ever. All their players, you know, shoulders slumps, whatever. Our players went off celebrating. I saw it go in. Then a sort of few, there's a bit of a pause and refs going, oh, I didn't, I don't, I don't think it was a goal. I don't, I don't see what happened. And I was like, what? I said, it was a goal. Oh, it, it, it didn't go over the line. I was like, what? It's actually gone right into the back of the net and come out. Um, of course, their, two, their, their coaches are going, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I didn't really see it. And I'm thinking, is this, is this a joke? 
Um, so in the end, I just, in the end, I just said, "All right, forget it. We'll we'll chalk it off, and we'll carry on." And again, we drew three all. Um, so I'm pretty sure we'd have won that game if uh, that goes. So, but I just thought, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but there was. I think the referee was obviously uh, a parent or something as well. Right. So it's quite clearly a little bit of cheating going on, and I thought, well. If that's what it's all about, that's fine. We'll just we'll just carry on. You know, that's not what I'm about. So as a coach, as much as we all want to win games and stuff, I, you know, if it comes down to it, I'd rather be fair. So, so today, hopefully that gives an example that you know I'm a fair guy and I'm not trying to cheat. I don't want to get results by any means. That sort of thing. So that's not mm-hmm. what it's about for me. So we played this game today. Uh, it's our second game in our new division. Um, it's Pretty, we we played reasonably well actually, and we we probably edged it. I thought I think we were probably the better team. We played some good football. A lot of the problems we had from them were just a lot of long balls over the top. Um, they didn't really play through us or anything. So it was about I don't know fifteen minutes gone, and the ball's kind of on the edge of our box. It's a bit cramped. There's quite a few players around the ball. Um, we're trying to clear it. They're trying to get through us. And all of a sudden, this other ball flies onto the pitch from the next pitch where there's a game going on. And the ball, it, it sort of it hit hit the ball that we were playing with. And then it just sort of loitered around the edge of the box. So we've got two balls within probably two feet of each other. And obviously we're, we're trying to frantically clear this ball. And I'm sort of expecting the ref to stop the game and oh, you know, get rid of this ball. We'll do, a, we'll do a drop ball, whatever, as per the rules. Um, and in the end, he, he didn't. And then they, they've just taken a, a bit of a swipe at this ball. And it's looped over my keeper's head and gone in. And he's given the goal, and I'm like, "What's going on? Here? Why is he giving that goal?" You know. Um, and in the end, that was the only goal of the game. So we've lost one nil to what I think is a complete farce, to be honest. Um, so I was, I was to, be, to say I was upset is probably an understatement, um, and it's difficult because all all of my players came off at half time absolutely raging at the ref, and I'm kind of like, "Look, boys, just forget it. It's gone." forget what the ref's done you know it's yes it's a mistake but we've got to refocus and all that sort of stuff because I don't you know I don't want them to hear me starting to go off on one about a referee because you know everybody makes mistakes I haven't got a problem with that mm-hmm. and then there's a there were a few heavy tackles flying in second half and I, I kind of sort of shouted for a penalty probably shouldn't have done but I was a bit frustrated it wasn't a penalty it was a really good tackle actually and their their manager said well that's never a penalty and I, I sort of couldn't I felt a bit bad about doing it, but I said I said to him, well, that wasn't a goal either, was it? Why was the goal given? And he, he said to me, look, I don't disagree with you, which kind of made me a little bit more angry because I thought if that was me, <laughs> I, I genuinely would have done this. If that had been me, I'd have, I'd have said to the ref, hey, ref, don't give us that goal. I don't want it because it's not fair. Uh, do a drop ball and we'll carry on like, you know, that goal didn't happen. Um, so after the game, and I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't shout anything at the ref at all during the game even though I was very tempted, um, I sort of went over to him and I said, ref, what, why did you give the goal? Because there were two balls on the pitch. And he just he just, he just, just sort of looked at me and he went, it's not my problem there was two balls on the pitch. And he walked off. And I said, what, is that it? And, and he just literally ignored me and walked off. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was really, um, I was pretty, I was pretty upset by his reaction, to be honest. And whether, whether the rights and wrongs of talking back to referees and stuff. And it wasn't like a young kid. It was probably like late 20s. He wasn't really in referee gear either. 
So it was well, I was going to say, did, so it wasn't a proper ref. It was. He didn't strike me as a proper. He didn't. Really, he didn't have a referee's uniform on. Right. Okay. Um, and he, I don't know who he was. I don't know if he he's part of the club. I get the impression he probably was. We've, we've had games at this club before, and they've had the referee has been affiliated with the club. Um, the referee we had last year there in a cup match, he had a he had the the club badge on his and, a, and the name of the club on his top that he was wearing. <laughs> Um, at least hide it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that had nothing to do with the late penalty he gave, but not to sell the cup either. But I didn't say anything about that. Um, so that was that, and then we sort of doing the handshakes. And then the assistant manager said, "Oh, I'm really sorry about that, mate." Like jet light, and he looked really sheepish. And I just thought these guys know that they've won that game unfairly, I think, and they've just allowed it. And you know, they're celebrating it, and then it really left. It, it had a lot of upset players. Parents are obviously not very happy. And I just thought that's really not what this is supposed to be about. And it was just really, really disappointing, to be honest. And if it'd been, I think if I'd gone up to the referee and he'd been like a 16 year old kid, like we, all of our referees at our club are, they're neutral and they're all teenagers who are learning the game and stuff. And if he'd said, look, I've made a real mistake there, I should have probably blown up, I'd have gone, do you know what? That's fine. Not got a problem with it. We live and learn. It was a mistake. You probably didn't necessarily know what to do. But I thought, this guy, you've got to at least know the rules. And for that to, have been allowed to stand. If it had been a cup match, I'd dread to think what would have happened. So, um, yeah, without wanting to sound bitter, I just thought the way the whole thing was handled was really poor. Mm. Um, and I expected, I didn't expect that sort of response. Maybe whether I should have gone and spoken to him about it or not, I just felt it was very, it was such a, it wasn't a mistake. It was the fact he didn't know the rules, it seemed to me. And he's allowed an unfair goal to stand that's cost us a game, which, you know, whether or not, that's really important. It's probably not, but it just, it, the kids want to win and the kids are coming off really angry and upset. And, you know, a couple of them were calling the referee names and I said, look, boys, don't, don't even go there. Let's not do that. That's not what we're about. You know, we're about just improving and enjoying the game. And if, and unfortunately he's ruined it for them and he's just left a nasty taste in the mouth and it just sours the atmosphere because it's just not played in the right spirit. So it was, it was disappointing. I mean, what, what do you think of that? What would you have done? Well, I guess the the first thing is I I'm not I'm not sure what the actual rule is, and and the reason is. So, do you remember a few years ago? Was it was it Darren Bent? It, it yep. was Sunderland, wasn't it? Who who scored against Liverpool? Yeah, the and the old beach ball on the you know it was right in front of Rayner, and it hit the ball, yep. and he was sort of in that moment. It was like playing snooker wasn't it the two balls went in opposite directions he's confused as to which one to go for and then you know ball ends up in the back of the net and then the goal's given so you know I'm sure pretty much everyone although rival fans loved it Um, everyone's thinking well how can that be a goal surely there's a there's a foreign body on the pitch that should not be on the pitch yeah so you should at, at the it should be a free kick or a drop ball, probably. Yeah. I spoke to my... I actually phoned my father-in-law afterwards because he's a referee. Uh, he re, he get, he referees sort of youth games and um, at reasonably good standard, he gets paid paid to do it. Um, and I asked him, I said, look, this has happened to us today. What have you done? And he, he was unequivocally... He actually got quite angry about it. And he said... He said, if there's, a ball, if there's an interference in play from a ball, the game should be stopped and there should be a drop ball, which is what I thought the rule was. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he confirmed that, yeah, he said it's a really poor mistake and they should, somebody should know that that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Um, so he said, yeah, you're right. He should have stopped the burn. He, obviously, I told him about the response after and he was, he was pretty angry about it. He said, I should report it, but I, I, it's not worth it, to be honest. But um, yeah, so the, it, the game should have been stopped. Simple as that. And he didn't. He didn't. Um, so it's, it's just very disappointing. But there you go. So, okay. So it should be stopped. Um, let's say he is a referee, you know, young aspiring referee. If, yeah. if it's if that mistake isn't reported, how, how does he improve though? Well, and the, and again, I, thing, isn't it? I, we we discussed this ages ago. I can't remember which episode it was, quite honestly. But I was saying that there doesn't seem to be any feedback system to help referees improve, and it oh, might yeah, feel yeah. like it's. You know, it, it's uh, reporting it out of anger and frustration. But mm. genuinely, it's a genuine question. How do they improve if they're not held to account for the decisions they're making? No, absolutely. And I, I mean, th- this guy, uh, I would say he he didn't look like a ref that was... Like, like the refs we have, like I said, we have these young, young sort of teenagers, and you can tell, and they're doing courses on it, and they want to learn and they want to get better. This guy just seemed a guy in a tracksuit who sort of turned up because he was going to get twenty quid to do the game. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't see any benefit of him. And his response at the end just said to me that he didn't take it seriously enough because he should be quite bothered about the fact that he's done that and his response. You can't respond like that to somebody. When I and I wasn't rude to him, I just asked. I said, "How can you give the goal?" I'm just asking. There are two balls on the pitch, and for him to say it's not my problem if there's two balls on the pitch and walk off, it's like seriously, that's not that's not an answer. Yeah, yeah. reasonable. And I was, you know, I didn't say anything during the game because we're very we've got to be really careful with how we speak to refs and all this sort of thing, rightly so. Um, and like I said, if it was a young kid, I probably wouldn't have got as annoyed as I did because you know they're going to make mistakes. Um, but I just think at this level, you know, it's quite a serious level of football. Um, and you know, if it's a cup game, it'd, it'd have been absolute uproar. So it's no, I agree with you, and it's kind of a, I'm sort of wrestling with what do I do? Do I just leave it, or do I? Because I don't know what he's going to say. He could say, "Oh, you were he was abusive towards me, or something." For all I know, it wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him from his reaction. He could say anything about me, and it's my word against his. So I'm tempted to leave it, um, but equally, I'm tempted to just drop an email to our secretary for our level and just say, look, this has happened today. And I think his, his response was absolutely unacceptable when I just asked him, why did you allow the goal? Cause I just didn't understand why he did. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. And again, at all levels, you get that frustration from managers, don't you? Where, yeah. you know, um, obviously they're, they're, <laughs> their jobs are on the line. You know, ours aren't because we, no. we do it for free. Um, <laughs> but You get it, don't you? Like today, I can get why a Premier League ref would just, because it's right, it's people's livelihoods from that mistake. You know, it's kind of, I almost wanted them to get another goal and I wouldn't have felt so bad about it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That. It, was, it really did stick in the throat and we didn't deserve it, which is, a, the, if we've played terribly and we didn't deserve it, that's fine to a point, but to, for, to work so hard as we did and, you know, we had a couple of, key players missing so we were up against it anyway and we did so well it's just I felt gutted for the players and I said to them at the end I'm proud of how you all play because you know in the face of a shocking decision you kept going and we were and on another day we could have we could have nicked it but hey ho 
I mean, the, the only thing I'll say, I'll keep coming back to, you know, at this level. And, and you say, it, you know, it is for a club. Um, so the, you know, the perception around the results, there is a weight there. It's not that the results completely don't matter, but it is all about development, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, the yeah. fact they've played well, um, they've respected the ref by the sounds of it, even though he's made a bit of a shocker. <laughs> Shocking <laughs> error. Yeah, I think when they came off the pitch, they didn't. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah, one of them actually called him an arsehole. And I was like, whoa, hold on a minute. I said, you're 11 years old. I don't want any language like that. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with him saying that. But that's, that, but that's the reaction it got because they were so upset by it. And I thought, you know, this is not, it's not breeding fair play and, you know, just enjoying the game because people are coming off upset. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from them because they could see the injustice of it and they've come off complaining about other things he was up to. And it's like, I hadn't said anything. So if they're picking up on that, you know, it's it's pretty... Yeah, it's but I, I, honestly, I, I would probably make a point of of highlighting that in the in the next training as well. That, that's yeah, that's yeah, not on. Absolutely. Coming out of an 11-year-old kid, that, that's not on that. I wasn't, I wasn't happy that he said it. And I did say to him, I don't want to hear that. I really don't want to hear it. I was quite shocked he said it. And I... I was a bit annoyed that he said it and I did I put him right straight away and I will say you're right at training I will reiterate what's happened in this game when the dust has settled I'll say look focus on the positives but we can't come off any game half time full time slagging the ref off like that because it's not on as bad as you know as bad as we all thought he was and I've made the point of saying look he's made an awful decision that's cost us but it's gone let's forget about it and another day we could have got something it's more important to see how you play. You played really well. You, you, you know, it's part of your development. We're in a new division. We've not been outclassed again, and that's the positive for me. So that's what we've got to focus on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I'd emphasise, you know, that that everyone does make mistakes. You know, yep. the the conversation you've had after, they don't need to know that. You know, again, the fact that the ref's got a bit of an attitude problem, <laughs> it yeah. seems, it sounds like they don't need to know that. To to no, learn no, that no, life no. lesson, I, I think, is, you know, is I a good talk sure, to have. Yeah, I made sure after that that we got in the lineups, we did the cheers. I've, I've said well done to all their players, shook the manager's hand, and it's kind of that's what as hard as that can be sometimes to do. You've got to do it because that's the yeah. time you've got to show the players, and I don't want them. To. This this must happen a lot though, mustn't it? Where um, you get so we get second balls on the pitch all the time, but usually it's you not know, in that area. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a, critical thing. No, it's not. And it was literally you couldn't make it up. It literally hit the ball, and it was just. It's not like somebody booted the ball away and we carried on playing. It was literally just there in that vicinity. Yeah, players yeah. are just desperately trying to get this ball away, and then all of a sudden there's another ball there, and you're like, what? It messes yeah, it was, with your brain, doesn't it? Yeah, and you could just see the sort of confusion and panic. Oh, this ball's on the pitch. You know what's going on. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, where we played, they've got um, four pitches right next to each other. There's like with a very small gap between. So the balls are always flying onto each other's pitches. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it was just a freak, unfortunately, and it cost us today. You couldn't really make it up, but nor could, uh, nor could Pepe Reina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rafa was probably a bit more, uh, even more beside himself than you are. <laughs> probably, uh, he probably was. Yeah. How did, how did the girls get on yesterday? So one three nil. Oh, two wins um, in a row. Superb. Yeah. So uh, we've we've not had that great results uh, this season. So that was good. I mean, you, you 
always happy with a clean sheet. Oh, and um, yeah, nice. it's all kind of coming together. So uh, doing quite well. I, I still think, you know, you can't get too carried away. <laughs> no. But, um, but yeah, no, really pleased with that and uh, playing with the team. Three different goal scorers as well. And that that's the thing that we haven't been great at, sharing the goals around. Yeah. Um, so to get three different goal scorers, two of the girls, for their first goal ever. Brilliant. So they were absolutely delighted. So yeah, yeah, really Excellent. brilliant. So let's get on to our topic of this week then. So a bit of a tough one. And quite honestly, I don't have a preconceived idea of where this conversation is going to go. <laughs> but what we wanted to talk about was, again, something fairly unpleasant, isn't it, really? So yeah. it's about, there's no better word than bullying, is there, really? So bullying, and I think there's probably different levels. As you were just talking about the ref, you could be bullying the ref, couldn't you? Yeah. You know, but really talking about, you know, um, teammates yeah. bullying each other or being bullied and yeah. uh, how how we'd handle that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or how we have handled it, you know, how we w may handle it next time. Um, so why don't you kick us off, Ben, and tell us a little bit about, uh, about one of your experiences. Yeah, well, I've had a... I've had a bit of previous with this. Uh, started when I had my little league team a few years ago. Um, most of the team went to school together. Probably seventy percent of the team went to school together, and um, just so happened that my my lad was getting. Oh, I suppose it is bullied, not not necessarily physically or with direct name calling, but a lot of exclusion and deliberate exclusion from people he used to play with and obviously you know what it's like at school people all you'll go you'll gravitate towards the group where you'll you know you're ex, you, you don't want to be left out so mm -hmm. you might behave a little bit differently because you don't want to be the kid who's you know not not doing the same thing as everybody else and all this sort of thing so this this was sort of going on at school and of course some of these people are in my football team um and the way, so I mean, we had to try and nip it in a bud at school, really, because it's so that put me in a really difficult position. Because obviously, I'm aware this is going on, but I've not seen anything at football training or in matches that would suggest that this was happening. So we kind of dealt with that um, privately, actually. So by actually going to the people's houses and discussing it with them, because I think. And we'd rather do that because we know that we're actually friends with some of these parents, which makes it even more difficult. So we sort of went that approach because we thought we don't want to go into school heavy handed and oh, this is going on, you know, because it, it was kind of, it just sort of came from nowhere and it was going on for a few weeks and it was upsetting my son. Um, and it kind of got dealt with and it was so, it was kind of fine and it never really impacted in football, in the football team. Um, it was only right at the end of the season when one of the parents, unfortunately, seemed to to get take umbrage with the fact that he his kid was kind of lumped in with this bullying, which he was, um, and he he basically was pretty unpleasant about some stuff he said, and that kid left the football team um, because his his dad felt that uh, he couldn't be a part of it because it, it, he would just be looking over his shoulder, wondering if he was ever going to get kicked out of the team. And I thought, well, that's a really weird approach. 
And you'd only be worrying about getting kicked out of a team if you were involved with bullying, because if you weren't, you've got nothing to worry about. Um, so it left a bit of a nasty taste. But generally, it all got smoothed over. And that approach of going, because we were friends with some of them and going around the house and stuff, it did sort it out. So um, it was kind of dealt with. Um, and it's a really difficult one because, you know, what do you do? Do you do you address it in the football team? I didn't see the need to. Um, obviously, I'm aware this is going on. And I'm kind of looking out for stuff, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see any of that in the football team. So I didn't really deal with it from a coaching perspective. Um, so that's kind of, that was my first sort of experience of it, really. Um, and in the end, it wasn't really, really serious bullying, like it was physical or he was really getting nastily picked on. It was just an exclusion thing and just sort of ganging, a little bit of ganging up and not letting him get involved with people he used to get involved with because those people weren't strong enough to say, oh, actually, I'm going to go and play with with Elijah, you know, because I always play with him. Mm -hmm. so he cares what you lot think. So, yeah, maybe that's an age thing as well, just a bit of immaturity, I don't know. But um, So that's my first experience of it. And then just recently, um, Elijah goes to train at an academy um, on a Wednesday. He's been going for probably, about, I don't know, six, nine months. Um he used to go on, they've got two groups. They've got a group on a Friday and then there's a the group up, which is on a Wednesday. So he got asked to go to the group up because it's a, it's a higher standard and they're a bit more picky about who they pick. So he's been going there for nine months, been doing well. And then the last, um, the last sort of few weeks, he's been kind of coming up with little ailments that he, he doesn't think he can go. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't feel very well and, and all this sort of thing, which is a bit odd because he loves football and he'd never, do anything to not play. Um, and I was off on Wednesday. So I, I said, I'd take him. So I don't often get to take him. So, and, and so what Deb had said, oh, you know, there's a few things going on that um, he's been, but basically some kids are making him play in defence, for example, or going goal when they're having matches and he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, so we were like, yeah, you've got to stand up for yourself. Just say, look, I'll go and goal for 10 minutes and I'm coming out. But he didn't feel he could because he didn't really know anybody there. And it's kind of, we keep saying to him, you're there to develop as a player. It's not, you're not, you know, they don't really play matches. It's not like being part of a club. Um, so he doesn't really know. There's people there who are a bit cliquey, who've been going longer than him. Um, and you can see the cliques there when you go. Um, so obviously he's got a few kids going as a group going, well, you've got to go in defence, you've got to go in goal. So he doesn't feel that he can stand up to that. So he's been doing that and coming home and happy because he doesn't want to be stuck in goal. But then he, but I think partly that's got to become on the coach as well. The coach has got to say, right, we're going to move this around, but it's not fair to keep one kid in defence or in goal for the whole thing, you know? So we spoke to the coach about it and we said, look, this has been going on and he's feeling uncomfortable because he's getting pushed around a bit by some of the other kids. And to be, I was pretty disappointed by the coach's, reaction to it he got a bit defensive and he said well that doesn't go on in my group you know there's no people don't get pushed around in my group he said and if they are the kids have got to stand up for themselves that, that was his response he said basically he put it back and said the kids have got to stand up for themselves and have their voice heard and say no i'm not going to do what you're saying which is kind of easier said than done if you're a new kid there and you don't really know anybody and there's people in a clique who are all saying the same thing oh you've got to, you know so that was actually really disappointing I didn't expect that as a coach myself and as you're a coach I would take that really really seriously if somebody said mm -hmm. that to me I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't go oh you've got to stand up for yourself mate 
you know. So that was really disappointing, actually. Um, so a few more weeks have gone, and then this week he said he was ill again on Wednesday, and uh, I was like, oh, it's a bit strange that it always seems to be when there's football, this football thing you've got going on. And of course he was like, no, no, I enjoy going. I just don't feel very well. And Deb kept on and on at him because she knows when he's, you know, sort of making stuff up. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, look, what, what is going on? What is the problem? And he said, and he sort of eventually came out that he said, oh, I just, he said, I just feel that every time somebody passes me the ball and I lose it, they think I'm rubbish and they won't pass to me again. And he's never, ever, ever said anything like that to me before. He's a really confident, mm-hmm. bit boisterous, quite lively, a bit of a pain at times kind of person when he's with at our training at our club and he's very, very confident and cocking. And I don't, he didn't, he's a bit more inhibited at this training. So, so he said that and I said, well, that's just in your head. You've got to stop, not think that because you are good enough to be there. I've watched you play there. You're as good as everybody there. You don't need to worry about that. Um, but he got himself in such a state because of this whole situation of people trying to force him into a position he doesn't want to do and do things he doesn't want to do. He was trying to get out of going. So in the end, we said, I don't know, look, we're going to go. And I'll speak to his coach from the Friday session he used to go to. Coaches there as well on a Wednesday. And he's a really great guy. Um, he, he sort of knows my father-in-law really well. And we, we know him pretty well. And he's, he likes Elijah a lot. So I said, look, do you want me to speak to to your coach after the game? And he and he initially he said, no, no, it's fine. I said, look, seriously, he's here. If you're feeling unhappy, do you want me to speak to him? And he said, yeah, okay. So he went and got him. And he he did. He, I started saying to him what's been going on. He he's he quite funny. He just put his arm. He put his arm on my arm for me to be quiet. So I did. And he asked Elijah directly, and he said, "Look, what's been going on?" And Elijah used the word bullied mm-hmm. so straight away. He said, "Oh, is there name calling?" And he said, "He said no. He said they're just sort of making making me do playing positions I don't want to play in, and they're not passing the ball to me, and all this sort of thing." And his response was so amazing. He he took it. You could see he was really genuinely concerned. And he said, he said. He said, look, he said, give it two more weeks because term finishes in two weeks. He said, I'm going to speak to the coaches. And he said, if you're really unhappy after that two weeks, if you want to come back to coaching on a Friday where I'll be coaching you, that's absolutely fine. Not a problem. He said, but I want you to give it two weeks. I'm going to speak to some people. He said, we'll have this conversation again in two weeks. And then you tell me honestly how you feel, which is brilliant. And that's exactly what I would have expected his coach to, to have said. And he didn't, yeah. he didn't take that approach. Um, but this guy is a really great guy, and I thought I thought I could learn a thing or two about how he's responded to that situation. Um, and he and he agreed with that. He said, "Yeah, that's that's fine. We'll do that." And I could tell he was a bit shocked that we told him that. And he said, "You've done the right thing telling your dad about this, and you've done the right thing telling me about it, and I will take it seriously." He said, "You should never be you should never be coming here feeling unhappy and uncomfortable." And he said, "I don't want you to feel that way." Um, so. So yeah, so that was. Um, I'm glad that I did speak to him because if he if he kept saying no, I don't want you, so I probably wouldn't have done. And then we'd have been back next week, and it'd have been probably doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and interestingly enough, right at the end when they did a game, it was all practices, and then they played a game for 50 minutes. One of the kids, before I had this conversation with the coach, one of the kids went up to Elijah before the game kicked off, and I could see him having a bit of a chat with him. Um, and I said to him after, I said, "What did uh, what did that kid say to you?" And he said, "Oh, he said." He told me that I'm a defender and I should go and play in defence. And, and I said, what did you say? He said, I, I said to him, I'm not a defender. I'm not, I'm not going to play in defence. And I said, well, good for you. I said, that's brilliant. I said, that's what you've got to do. I said, your coach has got to take this really seriously, but also you've got to sort of stand up for yourself as well. And I'm really proud of you that you did that. And of course, as soon as he said it, 
he, there was nothing else. wasn't mentioned again. He went and played in midfield where he normally plays, and and that was it. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see him sort of take that first step of saying that because he's not shy and coming forward normally. But in that environment, he's found it really difficult, and it, I'm really yeah. proud that he did find his voice. Um, so I hope he can keep doing that, and he, whether he stays there or not, we'll see over the next two weeks if it if it improves. But I'll be interested to see what happens out of this chat he said he'd have with the other coaches because I don't think his coach took it seriously enough, and that was really disappointing for me. Yeah, so it's a really interesting scenario, isn't it? And it will be interesting to see how it develops because I mean, my my innate self wants to jump right in there <laughs> and in fact let, let's let's tackle a couple of different things separately i guess because the first thing is you know the fact that if if the if a kid comes here and is using the word bullying mm. they feel like they're being bullied yeah and i i actually said to him and i, I probably shouldn't i said you just be careful about the words you use but having thought about it i think he's right it is a form of bullying because there's He's got more than one person expecting him to do something and, it, and he feels he's got to do it and he doesn't want to. So for me, it is bullying because it's, it's a majority against a minority forcing him into a position he doesn't want to be in and he hasn't he doesn't feel confident enough to stand up for himself. Yeah. Which hopefully yeah. he's turned that corner. But yeah, it is. I think it is the right word to use. But I mean, and what I was going to say is so... so as the coach, I would expect them and and I would expect us uh, and, you know, I'm sure listeners to, to at least take it seriously at, at the start of it. And it strikes me as a bit old school to sort of turn around and say, well, you just got to toughen up, you know, have steaks for was, breakfast and stuff. <laughs> that was the gist of it. That's what I was so, I was pretty shocked actually, to be honest, but. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine though that's that that's the old school approach, isn't it? And and yeah. my mind actually wanders across to uh, to our mates, the Crazy Gang, um, who, who were absolutely the extreme of bullying, weren't they? You know, yeah. as a as a club culture, if you came in as a new player and you you were a bit. I don't want to say a shrinking violet, but you weren't an extrovert who um, would absolutely from day one stand up for themselves and, and mix it a bit as well, mm. you know, and, and get in a few fights and a few scraps uh, in the changing rooms, then you would probably have a, a real hard time of it. And, you know, people like John Scales, I remember saying, you know, he, he had a torrid time of it at the start. Yeah. Terry Feeling as well, you know, the, these were, fairly quiet blokes coming into that environment and they absolutely were bullied yeah. now someone like john fashion who's the worst bully out of the lot will probably say oh we made them you know we toughened men. them up yeah and we made them men so so it was all the ends justify the means yeah but i don't you know i don't i don't buy it you know no, I don't, I don't. it wouldn't happen now i mean you wouldn't get away with it no now. It's, no, no, not at all. Inconceivable that that it was even allowed to happen back then, but it was. Yeah, but 
what I would say there there is uh, so back to you know my innate self wanting to jump right in there. There are lessons for the kids as well, aren't there? Because again, we talk about coaching them in terms of football, but just in terms of those those life lessons as well. Yeah. I think it's a great thing that he's turned around and stood up for himself there, because that's you know through life you, you're gonna get. You, you experience some level of um, conflict mm. all through life, don't you? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it never stops. And yeah. so, um, you know, running away from it, I don't think is ever the, the right approach, but, you know, tackling it in the right way um, is, is a good lesson there. So uh, hopefully he carries that on. Um, That's what I've said to him. I said, no, you've done it once. You should find that easier to do. It's just getting over that hump of having the confidence to do it. Um, So I was really proud of him that he did it because, you know, he's not the biggest kid and there's other kids that, you know, people are bigger than him and physically bigger than him. And that play, and it's like, if somebody's towering over you, you've got to play in defence. You're kind of like, oh, okay, I'll go and do it. Even though you're not happy about it. And it's kind of, um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if it was me, and I've I've had a I've had to deal with a couple of situations in my team, and nothing as extreme as that. Um, but I would take it so seriously. I'd be so disappointed in myself that I that I'd almost miss that going on. If somebody came to me with that scenario, I'd be devastated that I sort of allowed that to manifest itself and not spot it. Yeah, and I would and I'd be straight on the case, going right, okay, let's let's sort this out because it's it it shouldn't be happening. Um, you know, it's difficult. You've got 13, 14 kids that have all come from, they're all invited to go there. They're all different from different backgrounds, different teams. They're not, you know, it's it's not a team that's evolved or been moulded. It's just a bunch of individuals who are good players at their clubs or wherever they're at. And they're invited to go to this academy for this training. So, you know, if you've got a few in there longer than us, you, they're going to clique a little bit more than others. And, it's, you know, I see three or four kids there who are sort of loners. Um, and I'm kind of like, you know, try and speak to those guys because they're obviously the kids who don't really know anybody either. Um, then you've got the ones who think they're messy and are quite bolshy and confident and it's mm-hmm. kind of, they don't pass the ball and they try and dribble around 15 players and, you know, you can see they're the sort of kids who are probably going, look, oh, you've got to go and do this, you've got to go and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coach making it fair and spotting that stuff and if he's not, he's not doing his job properly as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, what what I was going to say though, I, I mean the again the the approach to bullying. I, I don't know if there is a perfect one. We grew up in the in the seventies and eighties, didn't we? And, and mm. things are quite different. An approach <laughs> clip around the ear doesn't uh, uh, doesn't fly anymore. So no. I think what the I mean what the schools do they they try and have a conversation, don't they? They bring in yes. the person who's, you know, the the accused and the accuser, the person who feels like they're being bullied and the the person being accused of being bullied and the parents as well. And then they'll they'll just ask, you know, about what happened, you know, in a, a very neutral way. And then they they'll sort of uh, say, you know, how did that make you feel, you know? And and I guess. One of the things we've, we've probably there's an age element to this as well, isn't there? Yeah. So absolutely. if you're dealing with 15 year old lads, right, that tactic ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> more probably, more often than not, no, I wouldn't think. Yeah, but I would think kind of 
probably 13 and below, you know, having, uh, you know, because especially, you know, with boys, and, and I'd say with girls as well, although girls can be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say devious, but... Uh, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think. A, a little bit less head-on about yeah. it you know, than boys. And I think boys can just sometimes just say and do things that are just clumsy and, you know, unintentional. So having that conversation around, you know, and and letting the the person who's, you know, being accused of doing the bullying, letting them know the impact of what they're actually doing, I think can probably have a, a positive impact in some cases. You'd like to think so. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that approach to resolving it is the right approach. Um, and that's that, I mean, if that, if somebody came to me and said, um, or one of my players said, you know, so-and-so's bullying me in the team. He's calling me names. He's, you know, he's doing it behind your back. He's, he's doing this. He's pushing me around a bit. You know, I, I would have, I'd have the parents in, I'd have the players in and I'd say, right, we've got to sort this out. Let's have a yeah. discussion. And I'd probably, and if it kept going on, it would be, you know, it's got to be. You've got a few weeks to see if this will settle down and you can resolve it. If not, the person doing the balloon would have to leave. And I know that my club would back me up if I if I got to that situation and I asked for them to. I, I went to them and said, look, I, I want to let this player go because he's he's bullying a player in my team. They wouldn't stand for it. I know they wouldn't. Um, so it's good to have that back in, and you know, we've got welfare officers and stuff that you can discuss that stuff with. And I know for a fact they just wouldn't tolerate it. Hmm. and they'd be like they can have a refund they're gone you know um, yeah I, th- I, th- I think certainly if if they actually were bullying yeah absolutely I just think I just think a lot of the time it, it, it it's unintentional some of it um, you know but uh, but when it is absolutely blatant then yeah sort it out or yeah. pack your bags yeah and I don't even, you know, in a largest case, it's probably not done maliciously. I don't think it's probably just kids who are a bit horror. They think they're a bit horror up in the pecking order and they're like, well, I don't want to go defence. You can do it. So it is a form of bullying. It's not what I would call extreme bullying, but it's making somebody unhappy and it's not being dealt with by the coach. And that's, that's my issue with that situation. Hopefully it now will be dealt with, but, um, you know, it's... To turn around and just say, "Oh, that doesn't really happen in my team," is you know, it's not. It's just it's, it's poor, really. But um, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It's it's, really, it's a really difficult one, and thankfully, I've not had to. I don't know. I'm sure you haven't really had that in in your girls' team. No, I mean, I, I, there's there's been a little bit of you know uh, that actually, you know, in terms of you know, just oh we think this person should play there and what have you, but nothing to that level, quite honestly. And so, um, you know, touch wood, at at some point it will come up, I'm sure, Um, but quite lucky uh, at the moment. Thinking about it as well, I think think the parents have got quite an important role to play in that as well, because I've probably mentioned it in the last week, so I've got one, one guy in my team who hogs the ball a lot, he doesn't pass it as often as he should. Um, and I've heard parents, you know, I've heard parents getting on his case, other parents, you know, making comments towards him, which I really, really, really can't stand. 
And I think the players hear that and that can put a little seed in the in the player's mind and, and the player can start saying, you know, getting a bit more on the case of that player. There's nothing wrong with calling for a pass, but then you can start, you know, I think that that can plant a seed in players as well. If the parents are starting to get a little bit personal with some of their comments, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I'm wary of at the moment because I've, I've heard a little bit of that, you know, and as parents sort of shouting things that are, makes me uncomfortable. And I think, well, you know, your son's going to hear that. Other kids are going to hear that. And they're going to think, oh, yeah, you know, why isn't he passing the ball? And they're going to, you know, it gets a little bit. So that's a that's a tricky situation as well that I'm trying to deal with at the moment. Um, and I'm hoping it doesn't get too far out of hand. And I've heard, even at training this week, some of the, the boys, when they're calling for the ball off this player, they, I could hear them getting annoyed with him. And it's kind of like, you kind of, it's difficult because you sort of, you almost do want them to get annoyed because he's not doing what he probably should be doing but also it's good, you've got to be careful it's still do you know what I mean it's not going to manifest itself in bullying and picking on him because he's not you know so I'm very very wary of that situation I'm trying to do different things in training and in matches to get him to improve that because I don't want him to be sort of ostracised by other people because of um, what they think he's doing right or wrong so yeah I mean you uh... By the same token as what we were discussing before with Elijah, you could you could interpret that as bullying, couldn't you? Yeah. If, if it becomes too much. Yeah, and I've had a parent contact me privately about it. Oh, you know, my son's come. Oh, I've said this before as well. He, you know, he's he's coming home. He's upset because so and so is not passing to him. So I've got to sort of take that, and I take that seriously because he, he's unhappy. You know, it's difficult. It's not bullying. He's unhappy because this player's not passing the ball to him. It's not just him, it's just generally. So I think he's taking it personally that it's him because he's a striker and he's getting into good positions and not getting the ball. But it's the same with all the players. It's just that he's the only one who's sort of actually gone home and said, look, I'm really unhappy. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find ways of improving that situation and deal with it. So, um, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, um, we'll see how that one goes as well. Well, <laughs> I've got and my final one is, is Evie, my daughter, in her team. Her as the assistant coach has made a couple of comments this week at her personally, which which have annoyed me and I think are wrong as well. And I'm surprised that he's done that. Um, so that's another situation that we're trying to sort of work through at the moment as well, which is a bit, dis- but that, a bit shocking, you know. Yeah, I mean that that struck me as as just a weird one. So I mean, do you want, do you want to talk through? Well, yeah, what I mean, that what, was. It's not major stuff, but I mean, she's got she was at training the other night, and this the coach wasn't there. See, so the assistant was there. He hasn't got a player in the team. He's I don't know the history of how he got involved, but he's 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 kind of the assistant. So he was taking training, and he I think he said I'm paraphrasing because I wasn't there, but he Eva was a bit upset afterwards, and she said um, he said something along the lines of Oh well, you could at least enjoy it. Look like you're enjoying it, sort of you know little a little dig at her it's not that's not a major thing but it's kind of like well what's made him say that mm. um i wouldn't say anything like that to my one of my players in a sort of sarcastic kind of way and then today before the game he she was saying if she gives the ball away or she makes a mistake she sort of goes oh god you know like that. she actually shouts herself and she was sort of doing that in the warm up or something and, and he and he thought she was messing around and he said he said, this isn't the time for messing around, Evie. You know, if you can't, if you're not going to take it seriously, then maybe you should you should go and sit out sort of thing. 
And it's like, what's he saying? What's he saying that for? Because he, he doesn't he doesn't know her because that's what she does. Mm. If a coach was there, he wouldn't have a problem with it. And he's never made a comment like that. So he's really good with the girls. Um, and so we had to speak to the coach about that. And it's kind of like, it's just one thing after another at the moment in different situations. <laughs> and and, and, what, he, and did, he, what did they say? He's kind of, he sort of rolled his eyes like, yeah, I know he does make comments. And I think he's, I'm not sure what he's, he's not from England. And, and he, he sort of thinks part of it is just the culture of where he's from. I'm not sure if he's, I can't remember where he's from. He's French or something like that. Um, so he thinks it's partly a, you know, it's a cultural thing maybe that he does make these comments and he kind of knows that he does, but it's kind of, it's all very well him knowing he does it, but if it's upsetting people and that might seem a, a very, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not that extreme what he said really, but it's upset Evie to the point that she's now, she's now like, he doesn't like me. She's coming home going, he doesn't like me because he's making these comments and it's affecting her. And the coach is kind of like, well, I think the problem is he expects them at training to be a hundred percent all the time focused, not messing around, blah, blah. And that's impossible. Of course they're going to mess around at times. They're going to have a chat yeah. with girls. They want to, my kids, my boys do that. You're not going to get a hundred percent focused, not one little bit of mess around. And he actually said, you know, part of it as well, they've got to have fun. I don't want them to come to training. Yeah, and yeah. Not have fun. And that's part of it. So I think he, I think the assistant coach is very much, we're here to work. You know, he takes it very seriously um, whereas, you know, her coach, he does as well, but he also recognises that they are going to probably say, because oh, they don't see each other during the week. They're all from different schools and stuff, mm-hmm. and they, but they've got a really good team spirit, so they're going to have a catch-up and occasionally have a chat. And my boys do that. They drive me nuts, but I'd rather they were messing around having a good laugh because it shows me they've got a really good team spirit, which is really important. But this guy, he's just made these comments the last few weeks, and it's kind of like, well, hold on a minute. I don't think you should really be saying that to her. And it's all part of, I think, knowing your players as well. Because if you knew what she was like, because she's incredibly sensitive and she will take comments like that so personally. Um, and so, and of course, she's she's sort of beating herself up about, you know, he doesn't like me and all this. And it's like, well, I don't think that's the case. But I just think he's sometimes, he needs to sort of work on his communication skills. Well, just bedside manner. Yeah. He hasn't got a girl in the team. He maybe hasn't got, I think he's got a son. I don't, I don't know if he's got any daughters. He may not know how to communicate with them. I, I don't know. I don't know, but um, that's been another situation. I wouldn't. I mean, is that bullying? I don't know. Not sure. Could be. Could not be. It's saying it's saying things that is uh, that are upsetting somebody, um, and they're a little bit personal, just aimed at her and nobody else. So maybe it is. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It it it's it a great line, hit, isn't it? It's it doesn't really hit hard. a chord with me as being bullying. What it hits a chord with me as uh, more being just a bit of a poor, I, I, I don't want to use the word man manager because we're talking about girls, but but you know what I mean? Sort oh, of girl manager. Girl manager, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just just poor, you know. So, yeah. and again, it's it's all, you know, it's not all about the technical and tactical, is it? So, you know, right. it's just it's just obviously hitting the wrong notes there. Um, and, um, you know, not getting, not getting the best out of, out of that player and that person. So that's it. But, you know, it's, um, it's like Mourinho with Pogba, isn't it? It's like Mourinho with most players, I think. With with everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like yesterday, then that's heart or whatever. Brilliant. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the past, he's he's got on with players, hasn't he? But he just seems, I don't know, last few years, he, he doesn't get on with anyone. But no, he doesn't. You can you can see him sort of walking around. There was that video of Pogba walking around, and he he obviously made some yeah comment there where he he didn't agree with it. So yeah, uh, yeah all all a bit weird. I mean, I I remember things have changed a lot, haven't they? And 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 I think for the better. But yes. I think you you're always going to have remnants of years gone by as well, aren't you? Especially in the coaching seen as you know new ideas come through you've still got old ideas hanging around haven't you and i i remember hearing a we're going obviously way 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 back now but there was a uh an interview with craig johnston and he was talking about when he first came over for trials for middlesbrough um jack charlton just happened to be you know walking by and and saw the trials and came in at half time and tore strips off everyone (laughs) <laughs> you know, he was the first team manager at the time, but all these kids who were having trials yeah. and he, he saved the best, uh, you know, the best cutting remark for uh, for Craig Johnson himself. But basically, he didn't say exactly what he said, but I think it was I think it was along the lines of as long as you've got a hole in your backside, you'll never make a footballer. So <laughs> get your stuff and get out. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously things have changed a lot since then but that i think that was the culture of of coaching back then so um i think with mental health as well now it's so prominent everywhere isn't it about yeah see all these people now coming out going i was depressed and i wanted to end it all and yeah you know it's, it's all part of that if you're in that environment and these footballers are coming out saying stuff like that it's all part of that bullying culture i suppose yeah and they were treated but then they had no voice. They had nowhere to go to talk about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I I bring that up because I just think that although things have changed for the better, the change isn't. You know, it's it's not finished. No, it's not. It's always going to be evolving. I think. Yeah, I'm, and I'm so I, conscious about how I speak to the boys. I really am very very conscious of it. And it's kind of like like you said, that social element is so important because you've got 13 people listening to you and they're going to be sort of when they're listening, not messing around, they're sort of hanging off everything you're saying. And it's kind of, you know, addressing issues and trying to improve certain players. You've got to be so careful how you speak to them because you don't, because they're all going to react differently. You know, it's kind of, and I'm learning that as I go along. It's, it's, it takes a, it's such a, it's probably the thing I think more about than anything even more than what are we going to do in training this week? I'm always thinking about, right, how can I address this issue? How can I make him want to do this without upsetting him? And all those things, it's really, really difficult. Mm. Um, so you've really got to be aware of it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great challenge though. Right? And it's it's very rewarding. But yeah, you've got to really sort of check yourself a lot, um, especially when things happen like today when I was ready to blow a gasket and you've got to go, no, do you know what? Let's just have a quick word after the game with him. Let's not say anything. And it's really, really hard. But you've got to set that example. And I think it all it all ties in. It goes full full circle. And if, if you're setting a bad example, I think players will see it. Parents can do it and players will see it. And it's it's all about having fun and trying not to take it too seriously, even though, of course, we all do. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So good discussion. I mean, uh, again, not not one of the most pleasant and fun, but uh, but definitely necessary and something you know we should always be uh, at least aware of and and sensitive to and keeping our eyes open for for this sort of stuff happening yeah absolutely and uh, you know and as always if if people want to get in touch and they want to share experiences or they've got any examples or things they want to talk about and let us know about that's great because we're all learning it all helps us learn and develop uh so get in touch um email grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com and we're on twitter at grootscoachcast and if you could head across to either apple podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review that would be lovely okay so ben have you got any plugs for us at all yeah so we've got uh we have another podcast um which is kind of a bit more off the cuff and a bit more intermittent but it's essentially um a chat footy podcast we've got a twitter page at chat footy and that's uh, myself and dave who are as you probably know if you listen regularly big liverpool fans and our good friend Chris um, from the Comics and Motion podcast that Dave does with him. Uh, he's a Man United fan, so obviously it's been uh, quite a pleasurable experience recording this podcast. And it's a bit of um, Liverpool-Man United tennis back and forth. Mainly me and Dave winning most points because Man United are pretty shocking. So give that a listen. Yeah, I mean... It, it... He'll have probably won for the last 25, 30 years, uh, but just we've, just we've this year. We haven't done one, have we? We haven't done one of those for ages. <laughs> well, we've just come off the back of International Week, haven't we? So, um, Obviously, May not had a good result yesterday, so we should um, probably do one. So. Yeah, we should we should get one yeah. in either Monday or Tuesday. Just to yeah. So Chris is in Vegas at the minute. So, so uh, we'll leave him a little present to come back to. <laughs> Awesome. And as Ben mentioned there, uh, Comics in Motion podcast as well. So that's where we review uh, mainly films, uh, movies and TV shows uh, that are all based on the original comic books. And so, again, we have a little bit of fun with that. And, uh, yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff, get yourself over there and have a listen. Well, Ben, thank you very much. It's Dave. Been emotional. It always is and that was an emotional one so thank you yep we'll speak to you next week bye, bye now